Oh shit, it's an advert. Of course it is. It's for Gears of Tomb Raider. No, it's Devil May Halo. Just cause? Pirates. Devil May Halo? What the fuck are My you talking about? My controller batteries are low. I'm, I'm using a mouse. Controller disconnected. <laughs> oh, it's an advert for Duracell. Okay. Oh. Right. They, they got you. They did. They, they fucking did. sucked me in. <laughs> All right, rabbit, go away. Now, there's something you don't hear often on Dangerously Unprepared. Not enough. What? What? Not, you don't hear it enough. <laughs> Oh, do we not hear it enough? Okay. Yeah, so I should say it more often. That could be my catchphrase. It could. I sincerely hope it won't be. This is going to sound like a really stupid fourth joke. But seriously, what did I say? Because I don't actually remember what it was. (laughs) Something about a rabbit, and I I literally do not remember. I think it was go away, rabbit. Go away, rabbit. Hello, Jack. Hello. (laughs) Hey, buddy. Go away, rabbit. Yeah, but yes. a catchphrase now. You you join us in media res, I'm afraid, Jack. Okay. And shit's gone weird already. How so? Just, well, go away, rabbit. Okay. There you go. You have almost as much context for that as I do. Fair enough. <laughs> there was an advert. It had the Duracell bunny on it. And I was like, okay, this has run its course now. I want to get into the show and watch uh, Dangerously TV slash Twitch Unprepared. Right. And you are the worst pitch person. <laughs> or am I the best? No, definitely the worst. Am I, in fact, pitch perfect? No. Oh. Well, anyway, the Duracell bunny was there, <laughs> shilling his wares. Right. Or her wares. Or their wares. Their, I'm going to go with their wares. Or its wares, because it's a toy. <laughs> How dare. And it's a toy rabbit. It's battery operated. You're a toy ro- You're battery operated. <laughs> I'm really not. I mean, anyway, it wouldn't go away, and then it did. But as it was going away, I told it to go, oh my god, do I control the Duracell bunny? And yet, in spirit, it hasn't left us. It's still there. It's still here. (laughs) Waiting. And welcome to Dangerously Unprepared. I'm Simon, and joining me as ever are Jack. Hello. And Kyrie. Woo! It's still October. Spooktober. Milking that intro for all your work. <laughs> you're you're going to get really fucking annoyed when we get to November, and I'm still doing it. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm bracing myself for it now, so I'll be ready. How are you both? I'm okay. I I saw uh, something that Hugh shared on Facebook that made me upset, though. Oh? Yeah, he shared a statement that someone said that in three to four weeks' time, bears yes. have been pre- preparing to hibernate for the next four to five months. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah. does sound ideal, doesn't it? That does. Have you seen the photos of bears in the wild at the moment? No. Because they're all getting they're ready for so hibernation. They're so chubby. They're so fat. It's beautiful. <laughs> they really are. They're all absolute units. It, oh, it's survival of the fattest for bears at the moment. It's amazing. <laughs> I love them so much. Yeah, I am very jealous. Of, I mean, 
I'm not that jealous because I've sort of been fattening myself up for winter inadvertently anyway. But yeah. <clears throat> I need to do something about that. We should go for a run. Or hibernate. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, either one would work. God, even wish. though they are polar opposites. I wish we could hibernate. My God. <laughs> polar opposites? We're right back to bears. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, jo- that hurts. Join us on this very special bear-related episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're talking about bear. We're not talking no. about bears. It's no. October. You stop that right now. Bears are scary. <laughs> they can be. Yeah. yeah. That's like that, true. There's that bear in uh, uh, Fox and the Hound, right? Jack, help me out here. There's a bear in that? I think so. Okay. At the end, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a bear. That's scary. Yeah. Cool. All right. Excellent. Animated bears. Animated yeah. bears. Is there a bear in Brave? Oh, we, yes. That's, that's what the whole <laughs> story's about, so yeah. I thought that was Brother Bear. That too. Are they the same film? No. No. Okay. And also, the bear is her mum in Brave. Yes. Right. Mama Bear. Gotcha. And her brothers. Yep. And her brothers. Her brothers are also bears. Yeah. They're all the same bear. So no, she has... now I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> so, wait. So she has a brother bear. She yes. has three. But not brother bear, the other. Wait, was that even. It was. I don't think it was a Disney film. Maybe it was a DreamWorks film. What? Brother bear? Brother bear, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, Disney. It is Disney. Okay, yeah. cool. It, it is. But her brothers who are bears are not brother bear. Right. No. They just have a wild hard on for bear people. Do Disney. <laughs> I mean. Sort of animal people in general. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney have created generations of furries. Yes. Like some... Robin Hood's influence was tailing off, so they did Zootopia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got some splaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> there is an agenda at Disney. Yeah. It's not what we're here to talk about either, though, is it? Although it is kind of scary. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Which links into today's month. It, it does. does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. This is this is only this is only gonna um apply for the people listening in the live chat, not for the people that are listening to this in the future times. Mm-hmm. But today is my host day because my hosts are ten out of ten. Oh, and today is ten. Ten. ten, yeah. It is ten, ten. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's that. No matter where you are in the world, it's ten out of ten. Because we don't have to worry about stupid American calendars and their backwardsness. I mean, unless you're in a time zone where it's no longer ten, ten. Uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn you, New Zealand, once again. New Zealand is the curse against so many of our plans. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also God. that wrestler who says 10 a lot. Ty Dillinger. He does say 10 a lot. He is a perfect 10. Yeah. Anyway. Dear Lord. <laughs> moving on, I think. I hope. Okay. I can't remember what to. I was going to say a thing. But all this talk about bears and the number 10 has left <laughs> me very confused. <laughs> There's a bear in Downing Street? What the shit, man? What? <laughs> to be honest, they'd probably do a better job running the country. <laughs> What's your idea for the economy? Well, I suppose. I mean, well, you know, the bear would be fattening up and hibernating over the winter, so much better. 
As opposed Actually. to fattening up and hibernating all year round, like all Tories do. <laughs> oh, we're getting political, apparently. It's, when are we not fucking political? Most of the time, really. Uh, I mean, well, we're always political, but not as explicitly as this. <laughs> People are going to ask, "Is is Dangerous and Unprepared political?" And suddenly, just I, I feel like Simon would just pop out and go, "Yes, it's fucking political. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> political." <laughs> <laughs> You can't fault that song. It's very true. It's it's on my walk home from work mix. It would be on my walk to work mix. <laughs> just so I arrived in the proper mood. <laughs> yeah, my my walk to work mix at the moment has suddenly just started including uh, basement jacks, and I was like, ah, I remember them. Not a bad choice. Yeah. Do you know during that little. Brief aside, I remembered what I was going to say, then forgot it again. Nice. <laughs> We're also not here to talk about Kyrie and Simon's, like, fucking playlists of... We're not, it's true. Oh, God, we're even less on topic and, like, on the beat and on the ball and on the pulse and, like, focused than normal. I'm so we, sorry. We are unprepared by our own standards. Well, oh, two of us are. Both um, our listeners are going to just, um, like, switch off. I've got to say, I've... I've got to leave for just a second. Something has just happened. Okay. Something cat-related. Oh, okay. okay. Well, the good news is I've remembered what I was going to say. (laughs) Quick, 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 say it before we all forget. Have you seen the news about James Gunn and Dave Bautista? No. Are they getting married? No, they're not. That would be amazing. Uh, No, there are rumours, and I need to stress they are only speculation, that James Gunn is being courted to write and direct the next Suicide Squad movie. Oh, which yeah. to be honest, he's a much better choice. Uh, who did right. the first one? I'll be back in a minute, guys. Uh, David Hater, possibly no. David Hater? No, that would that would be weird. I mean, that'd be brilliant. He made the Gaiva <laughs> movie. That was that. Uh, Suicide Squad was David Ayer. That was it. Oh, that re- directed it. Oh, is he one of those ones that he just does like music videos or something like that beforehand? I forget. Uh, no, he's actually oh. done some stuff that wasn't terrible, like the first Fast and the Furious, Training Day, End of Watch. You know, he's done some stuff that wasn't truly terrible. I've seen none of those films. That was, a couple of them were pretty good. Okay. Um, but let's face it, Suicide Squad was not good. It was. Um, it is, however, still... Wait, is it still the only superhero movie with an Oscar? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember what happened in the last plot, but yeah. Yeah, maybe. Which it doesn't deserve. Oh, well, yeah. I'm not, I'm not arguing <laughs> that, but it's just every time I look at it, I have to keep going, is the only superhero movie with an Oscar, though? Jesus fucking Christ. But yeah, um, so he's rumoured to be brought on board for the Suicide Squad sequel, which okay. he's a good fit, I think, based on what he did with Guardians. You mm-hmm. know, his sense of humour, his sense of... Um, bombastic, big visuals and all that. I could see I, it working. I didn't like Guardians, but I totally agree he would be a perfect fit for Suicide Squad. That's fair. Yeah, uh, I did like Guardians and also think he'd be a perfect fit. Yeah. And Batista, uh, who was very vocal in his uh, protest against Disney firing James Gunn, mm-hmm. uh, more so than the rest of the cast, he was by far the most vocal about it. Yeah, uh, It's almost like he has this sort of Weird background in backstage politicking <laughs> and people getting, you know, fucked over. Yeah, funny that. Um, has already said, if this is true, I want to be in Suicide Squad too. 
<laughs> so everyone is already fan casting who they want Batista to be in Bane? Suicide Squad. Uh, Bane is an interesting choice. I saw KG Beast. KG, oh, KG Beast, brilliant. Yeah. He would be a good choice. And personally, the one that immediately came to my mind and several other people's is King Shark. That is oh. one I. Dave Batista as King Shark. I'm a shark. I'm a shark. I'm a shark. Yep, I just want him to wade into the middle of a fight going, I'm a shark, and then suplex a motherfucker. I mean, that's all I want from that movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, right, that's it, we can go home now. (laughs) And I suspect if Batista was there and cast as King Shark, I would get my wish. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Suicide Squad got best makeup over Star Trek, Shaded Sprite reminds us. Um, yeah, yeah, for, for Batista's WWE matches, like, I've never really enjoyed Batista's wrestling. Like, I'm not saying he's terrible, it's just like, it, you know, he's he's a big guy. That's Yeah, he's he's a very much one of Vince's guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I've never disliked his work Yeah, as a wrestler. I think he's always been an incredibly solid worker, entertaining, just not. Not quite worthy of the pushes he got, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He's, he was injured. He was one of those guys that had the the really shitty luck of being injured more often yeah. than he was in the ring as well. Yeah, that's true. Which is a bit of a shame. And you might get a chance to see him work in the WWE because he said he's not done. He'd quite like to go back for another run. Oh, did you did you hear about? Um, oh, was it um, was it Mania where he was? He, he, they were looking for someone to like fill in a certain role mm. and he was like I'll do it and then they just never got back to him no I didn't hear about that oh, that sucks I think it was main I think it was um, oh, I want to say something like it was the the, um, the Triple H and Stephanie Ronda and Kurt match mm. that he said he would he would step in because he knew Kurt obviously a lot yeah. of health issues and everything and also Batista and Triple H there's some sort of you know, you could play on a lot of history there. Yeah, there's some history there. Um, Hang on a second. Wasn't Dave part of the Evolution faction? Yeah. He was, okay. he was one of the... No, he was the present, wasn't he? Yeah. He, yeah. You might see him on TV this week, then. Because WWE are geniuses, and... Um, it's their thousandth SmackDown, so they're doing one of their big celebratory landmark shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And part of it is said to be an evolution reunion, yeah. uh, which is cool. But at the same time, they're currently marketing evolution, the pay-per-view, which <laughs> is a women's only pay-per-view. And in the midst of marketing evolution, the women's pay-per-view, they will put in a major celebratory landmark moment, Evolution, the faction of, was it four dudes? Yeah, Flair, Flair, <laughs> Triple H, uh, C, not Cena, sorry, uh, Orton and uh, Batista. Yeah. So, when they talk about Evolution on SmackDown, prepare to go, wait, which one? Yeah. Wait, what I'm, which, what is I'm that the show, from, or is that the people? Wait, what? What, what I'm gathering from this is that Batista is going to win the main event at Evolution. Well, the pay-per-view? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be honest, it depends who he's beating. If he's beating Ronda Rousey, I won't mind so much. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll, I'll take her losing to just about anyone. Yeah. I mean, I li- you know what? I really like Batista as an actor as well. He's great as an actor. It, like, surprisingly so. I thought he was 
really stand out good in the new Blade Runner. So did I. And again, I hated the new Blade Runner, but my God, he was amazing. <laughs> I really liked it as a film, and I thought he was one of the strongest parts in it. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with the second part of that. He, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to compare him to say, you know, like The Rock, um, but, you know, for big, burly wrestler turned actor, mm. Like, he's got a lot more subtlety to the way he does stuff. Like, he gets acting. He's not just, like, action star. He's an actor that, you know, could do a lot of different things. And that's by far the thing that surprised me. Like, I knew he could do, like, when he was Drax the Destroyer in Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy, I was like, he'll do fine in that, because that's big dude over the top. That's perfect for a former wrestler. And then I saw him as Sapper in Blade Runner, and I'm like, oh, this is a nuanced, quiet, emotional performance. Yeah, play, play is... a, like, you know, a, a traumatized doctor. Yeah. Okay, you can do that. That's cool. Well done, dude. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think he's got a good acting future ahead of him. Anyway, that is also not what we're here to talk yes. about, and Jack is back. <laughs> I am. So, Jack just... Street's back. Alright! <laughs> oh, God, God damn it. It's Speaking, Halloween! It, it is. That Speaking of subtle, nuanced performances. <laughs> Alright. Too so. subtle. Come on, bring it up. <laughs> bring it up. <laughs> Just a little bit more intensity. Uh, sorry. <laughs> right. Like, what is wrong with us tonight? <laughs> tonight? What the fuck? Is that? <laughs> this is the show. I'm just going to preface this with that there is a lot of talking and there's a lot of reading, a lot of fluff. <laughs> so be prepared for the long haul. <laughs> I will grab a drink. Yes. I'm kidding. You, you go right ahead. No, it, it's the thing. So I'm going to talk about Castlevania. Woo! Spooky. With the imminent arrival of the second season on Netflix and the recent addition of the Belmonts to Smash. Castlevania, oh, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Castlevania is having a bit of a resurgence after being not around for about four or five years. Not since the pachinko machine appeared in Japan. <laughs> I, was saying, well, I think the last one I saw was the, the 361, something of Shadows. The Lords of Shadow. Yes, yeah. that was the reboot. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't that a reboot? Mm. That's going to be a later episode, because I haven't got material ready for that one yet. Right, cool. <laughs> I have already exposed our weaknesses. <laughs> we're talking about primary canon yeah, here, not yeah. the Lords of Shadow canon. No, gotcha. we, are, we are talking about the main canon. From the original Castlevania to the last in its list. Uh, it's about... How, how, many, how many games is that? Canon-wise, it's, canon it's 18, 19 games. Holy shit. Jesus. That's okay. more than I thought. <laughs> Legit, yeah. I have played three. Mm -hmm. Simon, how many have you played? Uh, less. Right. I think two. Okay. Because I've played Castlevania mm -hmm. on, on, As on the have I. Yep. I've played Super Castlevania 4 on the SNES. Yeah. Which seems to be like the, the big popular one. Which, in all honesty, is... Castlevania. Uh, yeah, yeah. Super Castlevania 4 shouldn't have the 4 on it because there, no, <laughs> there was no need for the number. You know what? I've, also, because there wasn't a 2 or a 3. Uh, oh, there was, there was a 2 and a 3, yeah. Yeah, there was. See, you're, 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 see with that, you've, the, the train on stupid numbering conventions for the SNES 
has already passed by because also on my little mini, I've got Final Fantasy six slash three. Yes. <laughs> I would take exception to that because I seem to remember mm-hmm. it being released under the titles Castlevania, Simon's Quest, and, Dra- and so Castlevania Dracula's Curse, not ah. Castlevania uh, 2 or Castlevania 3. That's the thing. They are Castlevania 2, Simon's ah, Quest. See, I, I, Castlevania I'm, 3. I'm looking at the box art. It is Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. Okay, because yeah. the only Castlevania 2 I remember was on the Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, see, this is where so like, that, Nintendo gets fucked up because so when you start releasing shit on the Game Boy, it so just gets thing. renumbered. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the the two Game Boy games, yes, uh, they have their own one and two. what are you doing? They are part of the canon, though. <laughs> yes, Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest, but on the Game Boy, it's Castlevania Two: Belmont's Revenge. Mm. Guess what Simon's last name is? <laughs> Belmont. Belmont. So indeed. Castlevania Two: Simon Belmont's Quest Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> ah, in that game you don't play Simon. <laughs> oh, are you, uh, Rick? You know what? We're going to get into the the names of the yeah. characters. One, but the the other one I've played is uh, Castlevania '64. Oh my god! Hey, hey, that is a solid game. So that has some awful controls. <laughs> so, so Castlevania '64 and its sequel. Uh, Symphony of the Night? No, that's the PS. That shut your mouth. Symphony sir. of the Night is the PlayStation one because oh, that's yes. the uh, that's the other one I've played. I yeah. played Castlevania and Symphony of the Night. What's what's the sixty four uh, sequel? The one where you're a werewolf. Uh, Christ, I've got it in here, but it's in. You're leading this show. I've got it in here, but it's in. I've got it in canonical timeline order. Dawn of Sorrow. Because much like Zelda. The games don't go in released order. Right. It's got a more almost as convoluted line there. Uh, it was Legacy of Darkness. Legacy of Dark. Oh, sorry, that's so different from whatever I said. Symphony no, of the Legacy Night. Legacy of Darkness was like. Wait, was you, you said Symphony of the Night, which is very different. Wait, was was which came out two years beforehand? Oh. Yeah. It's a prequel to Castlevania, isn't it? No. What? <laughs> right. Right. Oh, God. Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Let's. let's why, instead of making incorrect <laughs> assumptions about games, shall we just let the person who has done all the research tell us? And then we'll just interject with, "But I thought that." And, and yeah. Mm. So this is an episode where Inkari and I just sit here and tell you how wrong we always were about the <laughs> Castlevania franchise. Okay. So, for those who don't know about Castlevania, Castlevania is an action-adventure gothic horror video game series created and developed by Konami. Good old fuck Konami. Konami. <laughs> uh, you know it, what? Like, yes, fuck Konami currently. Yeah. But they, they gave us some damn good games. Oh, yeah. Less have, Konami prior to about 95. Fuck Konami not. since. And, yeah. they, they, and they, they kept Hideo Kojima from being released into the public for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> so they were kind of doing a great bit for Japanese society there. Mm. Uh, it was, uh, it's been released on various platforms from early systems to modern consoles, as well as handheld devices such as mobile phones and obviously EDSs and whatnot. Uh, the franchise has also expanded into other media, including comic books, an animated TV series, and several spin-off video games. The 
I was going to say, when, when you said the animated TV series, I re- realise you mean like the Netflix original series, but that's yeah. not the initial thing I thought of. <laughs> no, Captain N, yeah. I thought of Captain N. <laughs> that's Simon, yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember showing Rowan that when, when Simon turned up uh-huh. in uh, the, the Smash trailer, and it's like big, burly, barbarian guy. Yeah. And then I remember looking him up on Google Image Search, and half the pictures are of like <laughs> later edition, Bishonen, beautiful hair. Yeah. Uh, and they went real, real anime style. Yeah, mm. pretty, pretty boy Simon. And then just right in the middle of all of these Bishonen pretty boys is just Captain N Simon Belmont with the giant chin <laughs> and the Arctic Explorer gear going, ha Like, what the fuck were they thinking? That's like all the character designs in Captain N. They're just all a wrong. bit, all a bit so off. So wrong. Uh, they took liberties. Mm. <laughs> Uh, Castlevania is largely set in the castle of Count Dracula, the main antagonist of the Belmont clan. Uh, Would I be right in saying that Dracula is the name of the game in Japan? Uh, it is... Uh, let me find the correct... This is another one I remember is that like Castlevania 64 in Japan was called Dracula Apocalypse, which is like one of the <laughs> coolest fucking names ever. Akumajo Dracula. Ah, I can't find it now. Damn it. I, I, should I? You should need to give me like a code for like if you've if I've asked a question that isn't on your notes. This is it's one. Of the, yeah, this is one of the things I, I've actually missed. That's all. We need a Castlevania safe word. <laughs> uh, I can't find it right now. That's really annoying. Oh no. Never mind, come back to that later. Okay, cool. <laughs> but just, just just know that what I'm saying is that Castlevania in Japan is called Dracula, and I might be wrong on that, yeah, but we'll never know. It has got a different name to the Western release. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Belmont clan are a clan of vampire hunters. So it ties in very well together that they would want to hunt down Dracula. Yeah, like it's, it's a good family business to get into as mm. well. Uh, I hunted it, Draculas, and my father hunted Draculas before me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the same Draculas in some cases, because we weren't always successful. Yeah, yep. Well, that it, it is the same Dracula. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it debuted, uh, debuted in 1986 with Castlevania for the family computer disk system. Uh, that means that Castlevania predates two of the, the, the Dangerously Unprepared hosts. It does. <laughs> Uh, the first entry in the majority of its sequels are side-scrolling action platformers where you progress to the right-hand side of the screen and flip your whip around and then you might have to go to the left side of the screen and flip your whip around. Uh, And then they were later succeeded by the 1997 game Castlevania Symphony of the Night which... uh, Returns to the non-linear gameplay that was seen in Castlevania II Simon's Quest. So in... Ooh, very nice. In a Castlevania Simon's Quest, you do a bit more... It's got a bit more RPG-ness to it, so you get to explore the map a bit more. It's not just straightforward, follow the line down to the boss. Because that's that's one of the things I, I recall being a ah. big selling point of the Castlevania... What? Sorry. I, I was trying to make the 
picture move and I moved me and now I'm moving me and it's all gone horribly <laughs> wrong ignore that you didn't see that <laughs> um, yeah so uh, I remember that being a big selling point of Castlevania games was the exploration and the, mm. the finding your way around the castle so a big part of it is it was quite linear very linear but Symphony of the Night really broke the mold with and became the de facto way that pretty much all Castlevanias have been since but when we think of Castlevania and mm. Metroidvania games. Yeah. It's that kind of idea. It's you know, when they introduce RPG elements and exploration and, you know, go here. Oh, I can't get through here. I don't have this ability. Come back later with said ability. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, along with Super Metroid, popularized the Metroidvania genre. Yay! Which it itself has had a resurgence in uh, indie developed games. Yeah, hugely. So many. Yeah. And oh, all, I love them. It's a good lo- template. Yeah, they're low, and that I've played most of them, and they're all pretty good. And I'm really looking forward to uh, Bloodstained when that finally appears, which is the spiritual successor to the Castlevania franchise. Yes, I mean they released the Kickstarter um, classic style mini game. where it was a uh, it's like the small. Um, Original Castlevania star graphics, um, prequel to the new game that's coming out. Cool. It's only, it's only about seven or eight quid on the various stores. I hope it works out better than the spiritual successor to Mega Man games. Oh, mighty number nine. <laughs> <sighs> I, played, uh, I, I just thought I'd rub a little salt into that wound. <laughs> yeah, have you played Mega Man 11 yet? No, I don't have it yet. I've watched... Um, Various groups play it, the grumps and the tun- uh, hunters and whatnot. Cool. And it looks really good. It does. It, it looks, you know, I've got nine and ten on one of my systems, sort of thing. And I've obviously got X and whatnot for, for, on my Super Nintendo. And this looks. God, it took them that long to, to come up with an 11. Yeah. Wow. But you got to think, when it, jumped, when it got to the Super Nintendo, they jumped to a brand new franchise. Uh, you know, it's like Mega Man kind of stopped for a while and they went on to X and they raced the whole series of X games. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here we go. I, I smell the whiff of a future Mega Man franchise episode. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll, I tell you what, though, I would just literally spend the entirety of the episode talking about Mega Man 2, aka Best Mega Man. Yep. I would agree with that. Cool. All right. like, I can't what, actually disagree. It's the <laughs> one that's unanimous. I'm a, big, I'm a big Mega Man fan, and, you know, that's probably the one I... It's one I had for a long time on, on my NES. It's the one I played the most. So, yeah. All right. But now we're talking about Castlevania, not yeah, Mega we are. Man. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And now we about to now we start the fluff. Uh oh, yeah. So, picture this. Uh, and if you're watching live, you can literally picture this behind Simon's <laughs> head. <laughs> All right, we are in Europe, which is defended by the Catholic Church. The strongest battalion of the of this branch of the church is led by Leon Belmont and Matthias Conquerist. Who are the strongest warrior and the greatest tactician of the Catholic Church at this point? And 
they spend much time traveling through Europe, fighting grivelly things on behalf of the church. Seems fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, unfortunately, one day, Matthias's wife, Elizabeth, uh, was killed. Uh, and Matthias went to a grief so intense that he became bedridden. Uh, Leon decided to... Uh, Leon kept fighting without him for about for a year or so uh, when an army of monsters appeared in the in the region. Uh, Leon asked permission from the church to fight said army of monsters, uh, but was denied by the church due to the crusades that were happening. I'll get you. So, he... You know, being a holy man, he was really wanting to destroy the darkness that was happening in Europe. <laughs> and, at the time. and the church weren't. Yeah. <laughs> they were Kels- like, we're far more bothered about foreigners. Kelsbury's. <laughs> uh, Matthias uh, co- um, contacts Leon and tells him that his fiancee, Sarah, has been kidnapped by a vampire named Walter Bernhardt. Uh, As opposed to Walter Hartburn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leon tries to get permission, obviously, to save her, and the church denies. So he decides to leave his knighthood and the church to go rescue her and heads to Walter's Castle. Now, this takes us to the year uh, 1094, and the first game in the timeline, Castlevania Lament of Innocence, which was won from the PS2, in, which was released in 2003. So the earliest in the timeline... It's 2003. It's 2003. 1986. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good okay. job, guys. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's still not a patch on on Zelda yet, so it's That's fine. true. That's true. Uh, as Leon makes his way through the forest on the uh, way to the castle, he meets a merchant, Ronaldo Gandolfi, whose daughter was turned into a vampire five years prior. Uh, he created a weapon via alchemy, which he called the Whip of Alchemy. That could go... Yep. Strong, stronger in power from use. From use. But, so it's basically like a whip that is its own muscle. Like the more you use it, the better it gets. Yeah. Also, I've already forgotten this guy's name, and I think you said James Gandolfini, so that's what I'm going <laughs> to refer to him as. <laughs> Ronaldo Gandolfi. James Gandolfini, got it. James Gandolfini, the vampire. Sure, sure. <laughs> gotcha. um, but he was unable to complete it in time for his, uh, to fight uh, Walter. And he loses the fight. Water oh. being the mm, great man that he, great vampire that he is, uh, allowed him to stay. The great the, vampire Walter. Mm, <laughs> well, there is a great vampire name. <laughs> uh, allowed him to stay in the forest to help hunters who came to face him, uh, as he views it as viewed it as a game. So basically, he would. Hunters would come to the forest, and Ronaldo would kick kick them up to fight Walter, and then Walter would beat their asses. Oh my god, that's so they've got like a, a racket going on, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so uh, Ronaldo gives the whip to Leon and casts a spell on his gauntlet that allows him to, which will allow him to use the relics that are ca- uh, scattered around the castle. Which, I'm here no. to hunt the most dangerous prey of all, apart from me. Obviously, I don't want to fight something as powerful as I am, but <laughs> the next best thing, you. <laughs> mm. So he makes his way um, through to the castle, 
and fights all sorts of monsters where he finally reaches uh, on his way to reach uh, Walter's chamber. When he arrives, he has to uh, he finds out he has to find fight five guardian creatures to unlock the door, which includes uh, Medusa, which in this case is a giant floating snake head, uh, snake head head, uh, an undead fire spewing parasite. Oh, is that classic archetype? <laughs> mm. A golem made of stone. Yep. A succubus. And another vampire named uh, Joachim Armstead, who was uh, who wants revenge on Walter because he was imprisoned in this castle. I, I don't reckon we should trust him. Mm. Well, <laughs> you you end up killing him, so ah. there's not much to, not much to trust there. I would be a perfectly like I perfectly fit in with these vampire hunters. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> After defeating the Guardians, Leon meets Walter and attacks him with the Whip of Alchemy, but it has no effect. Uh, Walter taunts him by giving him Sarah back and heads to his throne room. Now, you think about that. Oh, here's the thing you come after. Just leave, I guess. Yeah, just leave. (laughs) Doesn't sound quite right, does it? No. Hmm. Uh, so Leon takes Sarah to uh, Ronaldo for help, but finds out she's been bitten and is slowly turning into a vampire. Uh-huh. I see. Now there's the trick. Yeah. Uh, after here, uh, so Ronaldo and Leon are talking about what they can do, and after hearing that she was losing her humanity, she attempts to take her own life. But it's stopped by Leon. Uh, Ronaldo states that the only way to defeat Walter is to complete the whip. Wait, what? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The The, only way to to be able to beat him is to complete the whip. James Gandolfini didn't finish the whip, remember? Yeah. No, no, I'm honestly, I just just spaced for a second and I'm like, (laughs) and suddenly James Gandolfini tells him that in order to beat this vampire, you must perform the whip. You know, the. You've got to ghost ride the whip. Nice. Uh, um, to complete the whip, uh, it is needed to be bound with a tainted soul. So Sarah begs Leon to use it on her so that her soul can be uh, can help others, save others from her fate. And, you know, Leon doesn't really want to kill her because... She's his fiance and whatnot. And he's not fully aware of what sort of game he's in. Mm. But she's also already cursed, so... Yes, there is no way to save her, essentially. Save her from the curse, get a boss-ass whip, beat Mm -hmm. Dracula. Not Dracula. Not Not yet. Not yet, yet, Dracula. No. So, sacrificing Sarah to the whip unlocks its full power, and it becomes the legendary weapon, the Vampire Killer. What was that? Uh, I think there was something getting dropped. Yeah, I, I, oh, okay. I thought I thought I thought my my joke went over too badly. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was literally your joke crashing into the ground. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> For a second there, I was like, "If my cat's done something else now?" But no. Uh, fueled by rage and armed with a vampire killer, Leon rushes back to face Walter. After an epic fight, uh, Leon defeats Walter. Hooray! Walter- Yay! 
Walter claims he will return to life to take revenge on the humans, but as he does, uh, as he does, the embodiment of death appears and takes his soul and infuses it into his new master, Matthias. <gasps> Wait, as in the vampire hunter? As in the greatest tactician of the church? Yes. Oh, his best friend is now a vampire. He reveals that he had manipulated Leon into killing Walter so that he could absorb his powers. He had recreated a relic known as the Crimson Stone that has the power to trap the soul of a powerful vampire so that he could take revenge against God for taking his beloved wife, Elizabeth, away from him. Jesus, that's... Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, it's the long con, right? Yeah. (laughs) It grants him eternal life and control of death itself. Because in the the Castlevania world, there is the literal physical embodiment of death. You think the Grim Reaper, he is under Dracula's control. Huh. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you've got the Grim Reaper under your control, do you really need to go and eat a vampire called Walter? <laughs> <laughs> like, you've got he, it all he, at that point. He needs the... That's the thing. He needs the soul to have control. Ah. Yeah. That, that rhymed. It, it did. Th- therefore, it must be true. <laughs> take the soul. Take control. Pay the toll. <laughs> <laughs> He offers You're Leon. You're on a roll. Oh dear. He offers Leon the same immortality, but he refuses. Mafia says farewell to Leon and unleashes death on him. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to live forever? No, I'm good, thanks. Okay, then die. Whoa, whoa. Can I have then something in between perish. these two? Pretty much. Uh, Leon fights and defeats death. Death states that as oh, long sweet. as his mo- so no one dies ever again in the rest of Castlevania. <laughs> it does seem that way, but no. <laughs> it seems like a kind of a terrible way to do business, like. Mm. Um, Death states that as long as his master lives he will return and Leon promises that his bloodline will one day hunt hunt him down and destroy him with Walter and Death gone the castle crumbles and Leon escapes and that brings us to the end of that game so we're one game in one One down 18 or so to go those keeping track that is one game that is one game that is one nineteenth of the way there good job now that was a PlayStation game. That was a PlayStation. So PS2 that was game. PS2. So all fancy 3D and glossy textures. So mm. now we're going to move forwards in time to the 8-bit era. <gasps> yeah, awesome I love the 8-bit era. <laughs> <laughs> From then on, Leon lives with his lives his life and passes down the vampire killer to his children, and decrees that all Belmont children will be taught to use the vampire killer. I've got to say, right, as a family inheritance, you're a kid growing up, and then suddenly your dad goes, I've got to pass on to you the family legacy, and it's just a giant whip. You're going to ask some <laughs> questions, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love, though, if it was, I'm going to pass on the family heirloom to you, vampire killer, right? And it's and it's literally just, like, it's the soundtrack, because, my God, I was going to say this, vampire killer, but the opening, like, level one music for the first Castlevania, is one of the best fucking level musics in yep. any Nintendo game. No <laughs> argument. No <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not great when the two of you are doing it out <laughs> no. of sync, but... <laughs> That's kind of why I kept at it. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and it will be handed down from generation to generation in preparation for Mephias' return. Mephias uses his powers to create a castle which would constantly change forms and have a life of its own. And to further leave his old life behind, he changes his name to Vlad Tepes. (gasps) 
and crown himself the Lord of Vampires and the King of the Night. Uh, I think your friend is pronounced Sepesh. <laughs> In this, it's not. <laughs> hang on a minute. Hang on, hang on, whoa, whoa. Has it got like the the little the little hook on the S? It does not. <gasps> they spelt it wrong. No, yeah. they spelt what they're spelling right. You're yeah. just talking about someone else, a completely unrelated character, mm. whose name is spelt completely differently. <laughs> unrelated, totally unrelated. Totally unrelated. Uh, he recruited anyone that turned their back on God and allowed them to practice dark arts and forbidden magic in the castle. Uh, right, so that first game was in 1094. There is a bit of a time yeah. jump from here. There we go. In the fourteen in the fourteen fifties. Oh, that is a bit of a jump. Mm, a boy named Hector, who would play a large role in humanity's future, was born to abusive parents and child and the children and adults of uh, his village thought his silver hair and his love of animals was unnatural, so they shunned him. When you say his unnatural love of animals mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> like I can think of several reasons why that might make parents shun no. their child. No, well, they... he buggered a goat. <laughs> <laughs> they saw it as unnatural. He was just very friendly with animals. I killed Dracula. Do they call me vampire killer Hector? No. I slayed the wolfman. Do they call me wolfbane Hector? No. But you fuck, fuck one, one goat. goat. <laughs> Welcome uh... to our alternate history of Castlevania. God damn it. <laughs> One day, the church was burned down. Oh, shit. In the village. By the goat. The blame went straight on Hector. Fearing his life, he fled to the forest. Uh, and a natural voice led him to Vlad's castle. He, ex- he was accepted and raised within the castle walls and was taught to summon devils of black magic. And a natural voice summoned him. Come to the castle. She- <laughs> I, I was kind and didn't make that joke, but I'm God. glad that you did. <laughs> we are not going to get through this at this point. No, oh really this is going to be part one, part two. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, oh, dear. Composed. <laughs> right, we're behaving now. We're behaving now. Hector <laughs> went to the castle. Yes. Yeah. Together with another man named. Uh, Isaac, they became masters of these dark arts and called themselves Devil Forge Masters. During this time, Vlad met a human woman called Lisa, who eventually fell in love with him, despite being a vampire, and gave birth to a half-vampire, half-human child called Adrian Fahrenheit Tethys. Whoa! (laughs) That is one of the coolest... Stupidest names I have ever heard. See, this is beautiful because... Often, when English-speaking writers come up with um, names for any Asian character, really, they will just completely misunderstand how that language actually works and yeah. make names that sound fine to other English speakers. But if you're a native, you just look at it and go, "The fuck is that?" And this yeah. is that in the other direction. This is yeah. beautiful. It <laughs> very much is. Funny, if my, my favorite, my favorite example of it going in the other direction it does in fact come from a Japanese uh, vampire um, uh, movie, uh, Vampire Hunter D, the original. 
Oh dear lord! Yes, yeah, has has a character in it where I'm like I'm looking at it and going, yes, that character's first name is technically a first name, and that character's last name could <laughs> conceivably be a last name. And I see that you've gone for a pun with that, but it's still stupid. There is a character in it called Greco Roman. Yeah. Which is great. And I'm like, that's quite clever, for, considering it's like a, a pun in a second language, and it works as a name, but it also doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> uh, sometime in the 1470s, Lisa was accused of practicing witchcraft and was sentenced to death in the middle of the day. Because, as, as was the style at the time, it's just like that woman's, like, you know, going off and doing her own thing. Witchcraft! Mm-hmm. Though you did say she was a vampire, right? No, she was human. Oh, he was the vampire. Vlad is the vampire. Ah, yes. yes. And yes, and but they they have a half vampire child called yes. Fahrenheit. Yes. And we it, know it was consensual because of course a vampire cannot come inside without permission. God, Sarah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the first time I've heard that, but oh, yes, god damn Jesus. It. <laughs> um, right, moving on. I've I've used yeah. the one vampire pun I really wanted to use in this show. Let's let's go. The one vampire pun you wanted to use was the fucking undead jizz one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Jesus. Well, I'm not a nice person. Sort your life out. <laughs> Adrian rushed to her aid and she stopped him from interfering, telling him not to hate the humans for what they did to her. And to they tell know his not fa- what they do. Mm. And to tell his father that she loved him. He then watched her burn at the stake. So she could have said, also, you know, don't watch this bit. Yeah. But nope. Uh, this was the moment that changed Vlad forever. In addition to being angry at God, he decided that all humanity must be destroyed. He renamed himself Dracula, built a legion of monsters, and made Hector and Isaac his generals, and sent them against the people of Europe. So if, if you've watched the Netflix series, you will have seen this happen in there. Hmm. I have not seen the Netflix series. What happens? Does it go well for them? Oh, oh, so well. So <laughs> well. It, it starts okay. It starts fine, yeah. And and then, you know, they encounter problems. They oh. encounter the church. The church, yes. The church <laughs> is the problem. It's <laughs> in so much of life. Yep. T- to quote Helsinger Frisch, Oh, thank God, it's the Catholic Church! By <laughs> Oh, shit, it's the Catholic Church! <laughs> <laughs> Adrian couldn't agree with his father's hatred of humanity, so he changed his name to Alucard to oppose his father and refused to fight for him, creating a rift between them. That that really goes to show how like against your dad you are. You just change your own name to just be his name, but backwards. <laughs> These were dark times for humanity. The church tried to fight back, but they could not defeat uh, Dracula's army. But there was hope. A man appeared named Trevor Belmont who began fighting back against Dracula's army. Stories appeared about this man with a holy whip and powers the monsters feared. The Belmont clan was known by the church to be powerful vampire hunters, but feared their power and exiled them from society long ago. That seems like a kind of a bitch move. The Catholic church. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but like, <laughs> man, we hate vampires. What are these guys? They're amazing vampire hunters. Oh, they're too amazing at it, if you ask me. We should yep. shun them. And another bitch is that Trevor is the uh, lead in the second game, timeline-wise, not the first. Because Trevor versus Walter would have been epic. <laughs> wait, isn't the se- Wait, no, second game is Simon's Revenge? Quest. Simon's, Simon's Quest. Quest. 
Belmont's Revenge. Belmont's, Simon's Quest. Right. Belmont's Quest Revenge. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. <laughs> Which is the second game, both release order and canonically, I think. Uh, what, Simon's Quest? Three? Yeah. No. no. Belmont, Trevor's game is the third game. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. We're just about to get to that. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, stories of Trevor and the Whip reached Dracula, and he realised that he was a direct descendant of Leon Belmont, and the promise his old friend made him almost 400 years before. Uh, and the, yeah, remember the promise of his old his old friend made him almost 400 years before. God damn it, I can't read my own writing. Uh, he knew that Trevor and the vampire killer were a direct threat to his rule, and sent Hector with a group of monsters to find him and kill him. Uh, Hector was racked with guilt over what Dracula's army had done and the part he had played in it. Betraying his master, he let Trevor live, hoping he would destroy Dracula. Hector destroyed the monsters that were sent with him, and he and he ran, but not before being seriously wounded. Hector collapsed from the pain, but was found by a young woman called uh, Rosalie. Rosalie took him to her home and slowly raised him back to health. Dracula, hearing more stories of Trevor, he realised that Hector had betrayed him, and angrily orders Isaac to hunt him hunt him down and bring him back to the castle for his punishment, leaving the castle unprotected. Whoops. And this brings us to the year 1476. And good year. Castle, in Castlevania, free Dracula's Curse. Which was released on the NES, originally in Japan, in 1989. But we didn't get it to 92. you gotta, you got to spend a long time translating all of that talk into English. All that talk. I mean, yeah. So much talk. Well, actually, there was some talk in this one. Oh, there's actual like plot and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trevor made his way through the devastated villages destroyed by Dracula's forces and broke through to the outskirts of the castle of, of Castlevania. Uh, he came face to face with a monster who de- seemed oddly human. Defeating the monster, Trevor unknowingly saved a man called Grant uh, Dynasty. Called what? Grant Dynasty. Grant Dynasty. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So not Grant Dynasty. No, but not far off. Grant yes. Morrison. He was a pirate helping a rebel group fight Dracula. The group was slaughtered, and Grant was turned into a mindless monster by Dracula. Wait, wait. Pirates versus vampires? Yes. Sweet! <laughs> On the nets? <laughs> yes. How long has that been a thing? I had no idea. <laughs> it's perfect for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor allowed Grant to aid him on his quest. Along the way, Dracula's son Alucard appeared and tested Trevor. After testing him, Alucard was amazed by at Trevor's strength and revealed that he wanted to help the vampire hunter defeat his father. Oh, it was a test of strength. Mm. Oh, I thought he was just going to turn up and be just like, <laughs> you know, my first is in I, but not in canoe. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> just happened to defeat his father and stop the chaos that was being unleashed into the world. Are you eating whilst explaining the plot of Castlevania? <laughs> no, Are you right. choking whilst explaining the plot of Castlevania? No, I was drinking something, god damn it. <laughs> Drinks don't go crunch. <sighs> what went crunch? Slushies do. Oh, that's true. Are and... you drinking a slushy? No, I'm not drinking a slushy. God damn it, guys. <laughs> we're being helpful. You're yeah. so helpful. You're doing the plot and we're doing the like distraction. Yes, you're, do, you're doing the bit that makes our show amazing. And Spriter is asking if he was Grant Katamari Dan- uh, Damacy. 
God. <laughs> Which, thank you for that, Spriter. Yeah, it's I great. Feel like that's, that's great, actually. Yeah. yeah, like, why did we think of that? God, we were losing our edge. Thank you, Spriter. <laughs> Trevor came along, uh, came across the Cyclops that had turned a young sorceress into a statue. Upon defeating the Cyclops, the sorceress was freed, and her name was Cypher Bernardes. Okay, I've just got to, again, say 10 out of 10 <laughs> to whoever comes up with the names in Castlevania. They are it, good. It gets so much better as it goes on as well. Uh, who was part of one of the church's hunting parties to destroy Dracula. So you can see how well they did. Yeah, it's clearly gone very well for them. Mm. Uh, Trevor, along with Cypher, Grant, and Alucard, fought their way through Dracula's castle and came face to face with death. Trying desperately to protect his master. Oh, are those the um, side characters who have like side quests and shit in the game? Yeah, or I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Because you can switch out your characters on the fly in this one. Okay. Yes, I was aware of that. I've not played it, but I mm. was aware. Um. So Cypher can jack in out, out like on of, of will. <laughs> Not like this. Not no. like this. She doesn't even see the code. Mm. All she sees is blonde, brunette, redhead. While this was happening. <laughs> really? Really? You're just gonna sandbag us now? Okay, fine. <laughs> I won't get through this otherwise. <laughs> Join us in four weeks' time for the third game in the castle phase. It's gonna series. be that way. <laughs> Uh, I guess this is us now. <laughs> we are now the world's longest-running Castlevania game-by-game podcast, but only because the other two won't fucking shut up. <laughs> <sighs> While this was happening, Isaac had tracked down Hector, and disobeying Dracula tried to kill him himself. Trevor made his way to Dracula's throne room and unleashed the power of the vampire killer on the King of Vampires. After destroying Dracula's vampire form, he became a mindless monster, trying to keep himself together. And using the last of his power, he formed a more powerful body to finally trying to kill Trevor. Trevor, fulfilling his destiny, unleashed a final blow, destroying Dracula and vanquishing his army. Trevor and his friends escaped the crumbling castle and watched as Castlevania disappeared from the forest. That brings us to the end of the, of the third game. <laughs> Second in the timeline. Woo, we are two down. That is. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I keep turning into, like, uh, what's his name? Um, Paul Heyman here. It's just like, is, do, you, do you remember that one when he was. Never mind. Yep, we're an hour in and two games in. Yes, sorry. Going well. I did, wa- I did warn this could be a lot of fluff. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. To, to, if I was just to list off, like, the, the plots from the game. There wouldn't be a whole lot of episodes. Don't worry, when we get to the plot of just, you know, Castlevania, the first yeah. one, like, it's going to speed by after that, because most of the games are just remakes of the first one. <laughs> <laughs> and then they did that again. Yeah. Mm. During their fight, Hector and Isaac stopped frozen in shock, as they could no longer feel Dracula's presence. <gasps> Isaac, furious with Hector's betrayal, attacked Hector, but Hector, Hector slashed Isaac, and he fell from a cliff to his death. Or so it would seem. With Dracula and Isaac gone, Hector went back to Rosalie's village, and she convinced him to stay in peace. But unknown to him, Isaac had survived his wounds and stumbled away to plot his revenge against him. 
After Dracula's death, Grant left to help the devastated areas rebuild. Alucard couldn't bear his uh, his guilt of having helped kill his uh, kill Dracula. Even with all the death and destruction he had brought, he was still his son and loved him. He returned to his tomb and sealed himself away. Uh, Trevor and Cypher left together, and she helped treat the wounds Trevor received up fighting Dracula. Uh, but he he couldn't shake the feeling that something was wrong. For now, Trevor and Cypher got married, and the Belmont clan had its honour returned. But all was not right. Famine, plague, and anger crept its way through the villages of Europe, with people being burned at the stake daily. Oh shit. You're going to have a lot of people to get through that. Yep. Trevor, investigating what what was happening, noticed it was worse in the villages nearer the ruins of the Castlevania. Uh, he then recalled what Dracula had said to him in his final breath. Uh, he had said that the world would feel his, uh, feel his sorrow and his wrath. Unknown to Trevor, at, that, at the time, Dracula had placed a powerful curse on the land that slowly crept its way into the mind of its people, driving them mad and causing them to destroy themselves. Back in Rosalie's village, Hector and Rosalie, now married, lived a happy life. Isaac, obsessed with his revenge, spied on Hector constantly, waiting for an opportunity to destroy his life. Seeing how happy they, they were, Isaac thought it was time to strike. Rosalie, who would travel to the next village as a merchant, left for a visit, and Isaac followed. Uh, once there, he began to spread rumours that her fruits were poisoned, and the villagers being affected by the curse believed his lies. <laughs> I love that that's his long-planned revenge. <laughs> her fruit's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> now Hector, I've got you. <laughs> Hector, worried that Rosalie had been gone for a long time, went to the village to find only uh, to find only to see uh, to find her, only to see to his horror she had become a victim of the frequent witch burnings. Hector sensing Isaac's presence, he knew it was uh, he was behind her death. Wait, so from him. shitty fruit to witch burning, that escalated quickly. Yeah, well, welcome, that- my friend, to the fifteenth century. <laughs> Fair point. This is <clears throat> they are being affected by Dracula's curse. Hector sensing Isaac's presence, he knew he was behind her death. Filled with grief and anger, he followed his trail to the castle, to his castle rather. And this brings us to the year fourteen seventy nine. And the and the game Castlevania: Curse of Darkness on the PlayStation and original Xbox, but not released in the West, I think. No, in the West. In the West, sorry, yeah. In the West it was released in two thousand five. Hector found Isaac and swore to him he would have his revenge, but Hector had given up his devil forging abilities and refused to use such dark arts. But without those powers, Isaac knew uh, Hector would have no chance against him, and used this knowledge to taunt him. Hector followed him into the abandoned castle and found a strange tomb, which was once used uh, as a site to summon devils. Hector knew he would have to reclaim his powers if any, if he had any chance to stop Isaac. So he was like, I will not use my dark arts against you. Well, I'm going to have to use my dark arts against you. <laughs> Sounds about right. I mean... It seems like a fair way to go. I mean, if you got mm. magical powers, yeah. But if you if you swear not to use it because it's it's evil, but he still can use it, right? Yeah, he he, he still can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I swear I won't use it, and it's like, 
but she probably should to beat this guy. Okay, I promise I will only use it to do this <laughs> one thing. I'm not going to use Other than that, I won't use it. Yeah. After reawakening his powers, uh, a monk that Hector had never seen before appeared and introduced himself as Zed. Hang on a minute. A monk that he's mm-hmm. never seen before implies either this is someone he actually has seen before in disguise, mm-hmm. or that he's seen an awful lot of monks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the church is a big deal in this, so maybe he has seen a lot of monks. Yeah, but like monks, don't they tend to stick around in their monasteries and not really bother anybody? Well, not, not- Zed, apparently. Okay, I was going to say, like... Not implying that you have roving gangs of monks going around and, like, <laughs> bothering people. You might. There are there. Zed's dead, uh, baby. Zed claimed he was there to find a, a way to cure the land of Dracula's curse and free its people. He informed Hector that Isaac had left the castle and was now in a chapel on the other side of the nearby mountains. As he chased Isaac through the mountains, he ran into a woman that reminded him of Rosalie. To his disappointment, this wasn't Rosalie returned. It was actually a local witch called Julia, who had escaped all the witch burnings in the western lands and offered to help Hector find Isaac and led him to her shop to help resup- uh, to, to supply him on her, his journey. <laughs> I've come to help you, now come and spend all your money in my shop. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is a recurring trend within the Castlevania series. It's like, I'm here to help you, at a cost. Like, if I die, you die. Just give me all your <laughs> shit. Yeah. Also, how ironic. You, a witch, resemble so closely my beloved, who was burned as a witch. <laughs> I think maybe they meant to burn you. Maybe. He traversed the mountain, having to fight a wyvern at its peak before finally making it to a nearby temple, where he meets a man carrying a weapon he recognized immediately as the vampire killer. And the man who slayed Dracula, Trevor Belmont. Trevor was travelling the region looking for the source of Dracula's curse. Thinking it was Hector's fault, he attacked him. Hector stood no chance against Trevor's might, and seeing how Hector wasn't powerful enough to be responsible for the curse, he stopped his attack, and Hector told Trevor about Isaac. They both agreed that they were on the same side, and the two parted ways. Because, heaven forbid you work together. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could, but yeah. I mean, I'll certainly work with this witch who is selling me shit. But mm. you, who wish to freely offer your help, I find very suspicious. And you know, the guy who killed Dracula. Yeah, well, you know, you know what you've done yeah. for me lately. There's a lot of that going round. <laughs> After going through several hardships and terrifying monsters, Hector found Isaac, and the two continued the battle. Uh, the battle which had started three years earlier but was stopped when Julia appeared uh, and tried to stop Isaac. She revealed that she is Isaac's sister. She says that Isaac has lost his mind due to Dracula's curse, but she understood that he was far too gone to come back and gave Hector her blessing should he have to slay Isaac. After escaping the battle, Isaac ran into Trevor and struggled against the powerful hunter. Hector found them battling and Isaac escaped again. Then Zed the monk from earlier appeared. <laughs> oh, I bet he's on the level. <laughs> eager to help find Isaac. Perhaps too eager. <laughs> Hector found out that Isaac uh, was hiding in a secret chamber back in the abandoned <laughs> castle. When Hector arrived, he ran into Trevor, who explained that the hidden passageway could only be opened by spilling the blood of a Belmont, and that only being skilled 
uh, and only beings skilled in dark magic could enter, meaning only Hector could make it in and reach Isaac. Oh man, I just had a Belmont. <laughs> Trevor had to test Hector to see if he'd grown in strength since last time. Satisfied with Hector's power, Trevor cut himself and bled onto the floor, opening the hidden passageway. Whoa, whoa, extreme measures there. <laughs> After making his way through the infinite corridor, uh, Hector battled with the guardian of the passageway, the mighty Dolahan. Mighty Dolomite? Dolomite, baby. <laughs> After defeating the guardian, something unexpected happened, and Dracula's castle, Castlevania, returned. Isaac appeared behind Trevor and wounded him. Uh, let's read that as wounding him as stabbing him through the back. <laughs> Stabbed in the back, you say? I feel like this may have been a trick. It's like, it's from in the back and through the front. So it's kind of like, oh, that, that's bad. That, that's a lot of stab. Mm. Uh, revealing, <clears throat> revealing that he had led them to that location on purpose. The only way to resurrect Castlevania was to release a massive amount of dark power, and the battle between Hector and the Guardian had generated enough to bring back Castlevania. Hector rushed back to his old home, and Julia met him there. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait, mm-hmm. wait, mm-hmm. wait. This is a legitimate question now, not me yep. taking the piss. No, no, go on. Is the castle actually called Castlevania? The castle <laughs> is named Castlevania. That's his actual name. Huh. Yeah. I Now I know that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Continue. <laughs> that that is yeah. where the name of the series comes from. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the when Drac when well at the time he was Matthias when Matthias created his castle, he dubbed it Castlevania. Yeah, because it's a castle in Transylvania. <laughs> yeah, to say that you know the localization team were amazing. Nah. <laughs> I mean, isn't this also the series that includes Vram Stoker? No, he was one of the, uh, the the creators, as in there was a pseudonym. Yes. They just, they just threw in, like, fake names in the creative Yeah, that's, a, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Hector rushed back to his old home, and Julia met him there. He knew that the castle was linked directly to Dracula's power, so that meant he would need Trevor's help should Dracula have returned. But the wound that he had suffered would prevent him from helping. I mean, I'd love to, but, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, I got a hole in my in my body. So <laughs> I have a hole in my all of me. I have yeah. an extra hole in my body. <laughs> I can't even poop out of this one. <laughs> Two extra holes. Oh Jesus! One in the front and in the back. Yeah. There I do. And I can't poop out of either. <laughs> it's an insult to injury. Well, I don't know if it went through the bowel. Maybe he's pooping out of all of them. Oh Hector my into God. the. Cu- <laughs> Hector entered the castle determined to stop Isaac at all cost. He found Isaac and decided he would put an end to him once and for all. He defeated Isaac, but before he could land the final blow, he realized that Dracula's curse was affecting him and making him thirsty for vengeance. Hector refused to let the curse take over, and that is when Zed appeared again. Damn it, Zed! <laughs> this time he wasn't there to help. <laughs> No way! <laughs> that ne- sort of implies he was ever there to help. <laughs> Never trust a monk. <laughs> he was behind everything all along. No! Yeah, he wanted <laughs> he wanted to use Hector's body to resurrect Dracula, but he needed somebody who wasn't complete who was completely taken over by Dracula's curse. 
Disappointed that he couldn't use Hector as immense power, he settled on using Isaac's weakened body. And uh, that was when Hector realised that Zed was much more than he seemed. Zed turned out to be Death, <gasps> who had returned thanks to Dracula's curse. After defeating Death, Hector made his way to Dracula's chambers, hoping to hope, hoping his old master hadn't returned yet. Unfortunately, he was too late, and Dracula had returned. Oh no! Hector was determined to stop Dracula and attacked. Being forced to use Isaac's body for the resurrection meant Dracula had not come back to full strength. Dracula was weaker than before, so Hector knew he had a chance. Surprised by Hector's powers, Dracula called upon the dark powers he had left in, uh, left in him, and a desperate and a desperate attempt to kill the man before him. Oh my god, that went wrong. I mean, that's sort of the the, the, the crux of Castlevania. Oh fuck, that went wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to kill Dracula. I killed Dracula. I oh fuck, that <laughs> went wrong. <laughs> Hector defeated Dracula, but Dracula promised his curse would all, will remain. But Hector was pre- had prepared himself to undo it. Using his Devil Forge powers, Hector destroyed the curse, and the castle started to crumble and fall around him. The Dark Lord was sent back into the abyss he came from. The curse was destroyed, and the darkness the world had suffered from for so long was gone. Julia invited Hector to stay with her in her hope in the mountains, and he agreed, spending the rest of his days in peace. Trevor, recovering from his wounds, returned home to Cypher, and passed on the vampire killer to his children, hoping it would never be needed again. How old were his children at this point? Or was he putting it in trust for them, or did he literally hand it to like a five-year-old? Go. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, now, generally, they would be generally in the law of Castlevania. Uh, the next wielder of the whip is given to it once they've completed their training. Right. So usually in their teens. Cool. That way they don't like you know play skipping rope with it and everything. No. Cool. After the destruction of Dracula's curse, humanity rebuilt, and the heroics of the Belmont clan and Dracula's war on humanity were first passed down in stories. The world enjoyed a century of peace, and the Trevor Belmont's descendant and keeper of the vampire killer was a vampire hunter called Christopher Belmont. Christopher was a man stuck in the shadows of his ancestors and was plagued with nightmares involving Dracula's return. He feared that these dreams were warnings from beyond and prayed that the stories of Dracula were simply legends meant to scare small children. Though in fairness, his fears are not unfounded. <laughs> no, indeed. <laughs> like, Christopher Robin's got a really, really, like, good head on his shoulders. Mm. You know that Dracula who's come back repeatedly? <laughs> what if he comes back again? Wait, I guess he's, he's only thought... come back once at this point. Yes. He thought he may just be nervous about his upcoming wedding to his fiancée, Ileana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the standard pre-wedding Dracula dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit nervous about the wedding. Like, what if the caterer fucks up? What if I say the wrong words? What if Dracula comes back and takes over the world? We've all what been she, there. What if she is Dracula? Oh my god! What, what if, if I'm marrying Dracula? What if the monk that officiates the wedding is actually dead? God damn it! Continue. In this in this universe, all of that could be true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they married happily, but his dreams would soon prove to be right. Unknown to Christopher, since the time of Dracula, a number of cults had formed and wished for his return. One such cult, known as the Bartley Clan, uh, made their ways into the forbidden ruins of Castlevania, performed several sacrifices, engaging in a dark ritual in the hopes of bringing Dracula back to life. Dracula returned back from the dead with revenge on his mind, 
and made it his mission to draw out the descendant of Trevor Belmont in an effort to destroy the bloodline. Christopher received news of his family crypt having been vandalised. After investigating, he found the tomb of his parents had been desecrated and their bodies mutilated. At this point, Christopher realised his destiny was calling him, and Dracula had returned to take revenge on his family. Grabbing the vampire killer, he set off to Dracula's new and risen castle. Which brings us to the year 1576, and Castlevania the Adventure! Castlevania the Game Boy! Boy. For the Game Boy, which was released originally in 1989, and then in Japan, and got a Western release in 1991. Inspired by the heroics of heroics of his ancestor Trevor, Christopher was, term- was determined to stop the dark times from passing and from the past from happening again and made his way to Dracula's castle where Dracula's forces stood no, char- stood no chance against the might of the vampire killer. Mm-hmm. Eventually meeting the Dark Lord face to face, Christopher attacked him relentlessly. Realising he was still too weak from his recent resurrection, Dracula changed his form into that of a giant bat to try and escape before he was sent away from the physical world once again. With the final blow, Dracula disappeared. Christopher escaped and watched the collapsing Castlevania just as Trevor had done many years ago. That was a very short adventure. It's a very short game. It's only six levels. It's a Game Boy... It's barely even a platformer, is it? It's just a side-scroller. It is a platformer. It's still... It's still Castlevania. I, I just like that because yeah, we're it's still the same idea. Because we're going back and forward in real world time in, in like yeah. game generations and stuff. We've had all these yeah. like big twists and turns and swerves yeah. and backstabs, and then this was just like Dracula's back. <laughs> oh no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, Christopher pretty gets much. shit done. Pretty much. Uh but Christopher's story was far from over. Unknown to him, Dracula had used the last of his power to escape. Christopher returned home to his wife, who became pregnant with his child. Watching from afar while recovering his power, Dracula devised a plot that would haunt Christopher and his family for years to come. As the years passed, Christopher's son, Soleil Belmont, was born. Sully? Soleil. Slay Belmont. (laughs) I'm just trying to get this right. Soleil. 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 Solero. God damn it. Soleil. Say it with me now. Soleil. 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 Right. Continue. That well-known English name. It's mm. Romanian, damn it! <laughs> God, you Philistines. Was born. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. Thank God for and that. trained to be a vampire hunter like all Belmont children before him. Christopher now knew that Dracula's return... Uh, Christopher knew, now knew that Dracula's return was now a reality, and he wanted Saleu to wield the vampire killer should the need arise. Which it will. At, at the age of 15, Saleu had finished his training to be a vampire hunter, and a celebration was held in town <coughs> to celebrate the occasion. Come the morning, Saleu was nowhere to be found. Enough time had passed for Dracula to regain much of his power, and he had taken Saleu in an effort to draw Christopher out and destroy his family in front of them. But the young boy showed no fear against Dracula knew his father would come to rescue him. During the evening of his kidnapping, the earth shook with a thunderous roar, and four castles appeared. Christopher answered Dracula's challenge, picking up the vampire killer one last time. Dracula had crossed the line and uh, directly attacked his family, and Christopher swore that the Dark Lord wouldn't escape his wrath this time. Now it's personal. Mm. 
And this brings us to the year 1591 and Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge on the Game Boy. But not Castlevania 2 on the NES. No. Right. This is the other Castlevania 2. This is the other okay, Castlevania 2. The second <laughs> Castlevania 2. Mm. Castlevania 2 2. Castlevania squared. <laughs> Christopher searched for Dracula through all four castles, defeating the guardians inside. Dracula had raised those castles, hoping they would slow down Christopher while he finalised his revenge against him. I bet he's being Castlevania. Mm. Why even look in the other three castles? <laughs> <laughs> well, at this, po- at this point, uh, Castlevania hadn't, hadn't arose. Uh... It was just the four castles. Just four decoy castles, gotcha. Mm-hmm. At this point, Castlevania... Literally, Castlevania rose. <gasps> Damn it! Again. Christopher stormed through Dracula's castle and found his son within its walls. But he made a terrible discovery. While Christopher was distracted looking for Dracula, the evil vampire had used his dark magic to possess Soleil, putting him completely under his control. Dracula ordered him to attack his father with the goal of forcing Christopher to kill his son. Ooh, now we go. Now we're getting some like plot into these games. <laughs> I like that it's literally just been that, uh, that Christopher's just like... Always mess with my family, and then just goes into Castlevania. So I'm, I'm going to beat up Dracula. No mm. messing around. He doesn't have to go through all the other character stuff of getting beaten down and being, you know, healed up first. It's just like, oh no, you <laughs> and don't. Finding some merchant who is helpful but not helpful enough not to sell you everything you need. <laughs> He's just like, Indeed. fuck this guy. I've had enough of this Dracula guy. I don't need a merchant. I've got a whip. <laughs> <sighs> with Belmont blood in his veins and the sight of his father in front of him Soleil was able to fight off the possession and regain his humanity <clears throat> Dracula's plan had failed and he waited for the inevitable confront- confrontation with Christopher this time Christopher made sure Dracula didn't have a chance to escape father and son stood together uh, watching Castlevania fall completely confident that Dracula had been destroyed again but they both knew that Dracula's followers were still out there and that and his resurrection would occur again. That brings us to the end. The end of the Game Boy era. <laughs> the end of the Game Boy era. Of this Game Boy era. <laughs> so by this point, we've been we've been recording for a while. What game are we up to next? Uh-huh. We're about to I, I believe next is about five or six of them all at once. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred years later, Soleil's descendant, Simon Belmont. Woo! Yeah, we can knock master- off about half of the games in one description <laughs> here. <laughs> was the current master of the vampire killer, and he was quite different from his ancestors before him. Leon Belmont was a man with an unshakable sense of responsibility. Trevor saw the world destroyed before him, and his fierce determination to set things right saved it. And Christopher and Soleil were father were a father and son team who reluctantly accepted the fate that they were born into. Simon, on the other hand, was impulsive and headstrong. During his time, uh, during his time, his ancestors were celebrated heroes, and Simon wished nothing more <clears throat> than for Dracula to return so he can test his own strength against him and take his place among among the heroes of legend. He was a young cocky twat, basically. Let me at him. Let me at him. Yeah. He's the scrappy do of Castlevania. Yeah. With the joint so, chin and everything. So, so ugh, Dracula's not around. I want my go at him. <laughs> when do I get to fight Dracula? Well, yeah. My ancestors got to fight Dracula. I want to fight Dracula. I've got the whip. <laughs> except Soleil, who just, you know, got possessed. He fought Dracula in a sense. That's. Mm. I guess that's true. He fought off the possession. Mm. 
on uh, on on one Easter Sunday, uh, one of Dracula's cults gathered at an abandoned monastery and performed the ritual to resurrect their master. And Castlevania rose once again. Do you think Simon paid them off to do it? <laughs> I really, guys, guys, just I really, really, really want to fight Dracula. I don't know what you were trying to write there. No, oh, you, but... you've been caught by our chatbot. I have. I tried to put it down a <laughs> you picture. You were being naughty. I tried to put down a picture of Simon Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I didn't like the link. Apparently not. No, I'll tell you what, I'll turn that off. <laughs> oh shit, now anyone There you go, you should be fine want. now. <laughs> the people of Europe knew the Belmonts were the only ones powerful enough to put Dracula down and prevent his rise to power. They turned to Simon for help, and eager to face his des- destined foe, Simon raced to Castlevania. I don't remember this, but if you're telling me I did, I'll, I'll accept it. <laughs> and then the game starts. <laughs> Through the years, Dracula had become all too familiar with his old friend Leon's bloodline, and knew that as long as a member of the Belmont clan was alive with the vampire killer in hand, his rule would be threatened. Would be threatened. He needed to destroy Simon before beginning his extermination of humanity. Seething with rage, Dracula waited patiently for the arrogant warrior at the top of his castle. This brings us to the year 1691, and Castlevania, and Super Castlevania, and Vampire Killer, and and Vampire Killer, and Castlevania Chronicles, and Captain yeah, a whole, and a whole bunch of Castlevania, <laughs> a whole bunch of games, which basically all remakes. Yep, yeah, this one has just been remade over and over again. Mm-hmm. Originally on the NES from 1986. And also everything else. <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure I played it on a Mac. Most likely. Uh, this is another short one, plot-wise, for a game. Simon easily fought his way in, uh, to Dracula's castle, destroying any monsters in his way. Dracula sent his elite forces against Simon, which included a giant bat, Medusa, the Flea Man, and a being known as the creature. The f- hang on, I feel like I feel like <laughs> yeah. he kind of lost interest as time went on. <laughs> like flea man and the creature. <laughs> yeah, the creature being Frankenstein's creature. Right. And the flea but man not is Frankenstein's because Dracula made him. <laughs> yes. So it's Dracula's creature. Yeah, and the flea man is basically Igor. Right. Who can jump around like a flea. Was Igor a flea man? In, in Castlevania, years, yes. Yeah. Eventually making uh, making it to the resurrected Death protecting his master. After defeating Death, Simon stood before Dracula and rushed into battle. Underestimating his enemy, Simon left an opportunity open for him to transform into demonic into demonic being, which would later have consequences for the young man. Simon had killed Dracula and taken his place amongst among his ancestors as he stood watching Castlevania crumble. His victory was known throughout all of Europe, making him one of the most famous and respected members of the Belmont clan. But his arrogance and carelessness during the fight with Dracula cost him dearly. In his demonic form, Dracula had inflicted a wound on Simon's back, which uh, which he had cursed before his death. He cursed Another his back. Bel- Curse the wound. Oh, okay. <laughs> if another Belmont was going to send him back to the dead, he would make sure the Belmont would pay with his life as well. 
Over the next seven years, Simon found himself suffering from mysterious illness that was slowly crippling his body. He knew that the end of his life was nearing, and while praying at his family cemetery, he encountered a gypsy that had that was searching for him. She told him that monsters were near, were nearing nearby towns, and Dracula was responsible for Simon's sickness. To lift the curse, Simon would need to kill Dracula again. But all that remained of the vampire king were his remains. Uh, Dracula's followers were planning on using his remains to resurrect him, but they chose to hide the remains instead before resurrecting him in an effort to wait for the curse to end Simon's life. Simon thanked the gypsy for her information and set out to find Dracula's remains for himself. Which brings us to the year 1698 and Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. Simon's for Quest to find and smoke Dracula's remains. Yeah. <laughs> before his back gives out entirely. <laughs> Indeed. It's not it's actually just a really in-depth look at like, you know, the ravages of age. Yeah, in some regards, I suppose so. Simon travelled through different towns across Europe, asking the townspeople for information to locate where Dracula's forces had hidden his remains. He planned to use the remains to perform the resurrection himself before Dracula's followers have a chance. Most of the townspeople recognised the famed vampire hunter and his whip, and with the information he received from them, Simon was able to track down Dracula's remains, one after another. And they were one, <laughs> one nail, a rib, an eyeball, his ring, which <laughs> confuses me. Ah, yes, that's well-known piece of your body. <laughs> I, mean, I know, right? I mean, I mean not... We're not assuming then that it's uh, like a ring that goes on the finger, right? It is the ring that goes into a okay, finger. Yeah. Like... It's not his ring piece. <laughs> Ooh, that's, mm, yeah. <laughs> not where yeah. you were going with that one? That wasn't where I was going. I wasn't assuming that it was it was Dracula's sphincter, but, you know. <laughs> I was. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, his heart. During his travels, Simon also faced off against two creatures leading Dracula's forces. The vampire countess, Carmilla, who would play a major role in one of Dracula's later resurrections, and Death, who Simon had already defeated once before. <laughs> oh, and that guy, who I already needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy, Death. <laughs> <laughs> With Dracula's remains in hand and his army of monsters obliterated, Simon returned to the abandoned ruins of Castlevania and performed the ritual to resurrect his old foe. Dracula, surprised when he awakened, instead of finding his followers there waiting for him, he saw Simon standing before him with a vampire killer in hand. <laughs> Simon had learned from his arrogance of his youth and attacked Dracula before he ever had a chance to strike. Which, in the game itself, you can't, as long as you've got the holy water, when you, act, when you actually do the bit to resurrect Dracula, you throw holy water onto the pedestal, you can literally just keep doing that and he can't attack you. <laughs> <laughs> You can just, just spam it and it will kill him within like, <laughs> like 30 seconds. I'm such an ineffectual master of darkness. <laughs> it's quite it's quite funny to watch you watch like a speed run and the guys run through there and it's like boom tap 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 done. <laughs> stop, stop throwing this at me. <laughs> the sickness Simon was suffering from was lifted and out of respect for the enemy that uh, that had challenged him so fiercely, he buried what was left of Dracula and lived to pass down his wisdom. <laughs> Out of respect, he buried he buried his remains of Dracula upside down in a mountain of poop. <laughs> <laughs> Forty-eight years later, the grandson of Simon Belmont, Just a Belmont, received the title of Vampire Hunter and was handed the legendary Vampire Killer. 
Jiste's friend Maxim became jealous that he was given the title of Vampire Hunter instead of him, and went on a journey to train himself and prove he was worthy of the Vampire Hunter title. Two years later, Maxim returned to the village badly wounded and suffering from memory loss, telling Jiste that their childhood friend Liddy was kidnapped. Jiste grabbed the vampire killer, and Maxim led him to the only place he could remember that he had been, a castle that had appeared mysteriously, and Jiste remembered the stories his grandfather Simon had told him during his childhood, and deep inside, he knew this was Castlevania. Because it had risen, you see. Mm. Wait, so the one who was actually trained, raised, and given the title of Vampire Killer is like, this fucking castle turned up, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know, the one who was, the one who was uh, trained and given the whip figured out it was Castlevania. The one who brought him there did not. Ah, okay. Oh, right, so it's the one who ran off to prove himself is the one who yes. came back with stories of Castlevania. Right, yes. gotcha, I'm with you now. Yes. Uh, meaning that Dracula's return was imminent, knowing that Simon had buried what was left of Dracula when he defeated him before, Juste and Maxim entered the castle to find out why it had returned and why Lydia was taken there. Which brings us to the year 1748 and the game Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance for the Game Boy Advance. Which is a title that annoys me. Harmony of Dissonance? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because you know gonna... dissonance is a lack of harmony. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. you know what's going you know to annoy you even more, Simon? What's that? In, in Japan, do you know what this game was called? What was it called? Castlevania. Well, that's a much better name. Right? It was just called Castlevania. It was the first. It was the first one in Japan to be called Castlevania. So, oh, right. not yes. only are we now halfway through the chronological timeline, and we're up to two thousand and two in the video game real world <laughs> timeline, we are now at number one in the timeline of Castlevanias released in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> not even Zelda was this fucking impenetrable. <laughs> it's a better name though. Harmony Dissonance is a fucking stupid name. Anyway. <laughs> there, there. Right. Uh, Maxim and Juste split up when, and went their separate ways in order to locate Liddy faster. While exploring the castle, Juste encountered Dracula's right-hand man, Death. And Death revealed that the power, power that resurrected the castle wasn't his master's, haunting Juste and escaping. So Death appears gone. Lol, not Dracula. Bye. <laughs> the joker that Death is. Mm. <laughs> when you, when you're, you know, the kind of Death itself, you have to find you your have... yucks where you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when you have apparently died, what six times already? You get over it, I suppose. When that's kind yeah. of your whole bit. Kind of like, why am I this guy's servant again? No. <laughs> there must be some really great benefits to working for Dracula. It really must be. <laughs> must be yeah. Dental must be amazing because the job <laughs> sucks. <laughs> uh, the two friends searching for Lily ran into each other, and Maximus said he was slowly regaining his memory, remembering being inside the castle before, uh, being inside the castle before, and they separated once again. Just a fought his way through the horrors of the castle, and a second hellish version of the castle stuck between dimensions. So this is at the point in the game ways where it is more like Symphony of the Night. Okay. So it's when it's the freeform Metroidvania style, mm, like falling down lots of holes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes, but when, when it's me playing it, it's mostly falling down lots of holes. I mean, me too, to be honest. <laughs> well, in in these in this style of Castlevanias, there are no pitfall deaths. Oh yeah, you can just fall forever. Yeah, you can just fall into like the next room, essentially. Uh, eventually, he ran into Maxim again, and Maxim re- had regained much of his memory. He remembered that in his jealousy of just a success as a vampire hunter. He had secretly tracked down and collected Dracula's remains that Simon had previously used. <laughs> Not being of Belmont Blunt, Maxim was easily influenced by Dracula from the other side, and he unknowingly brought Liddy to the Risen Castle. Maxim knew he was still open to Dracula's influence and decided it would be safer if he stayed behind while apologizing to Juste and putting all of his confidence in his friend. Juste left to save Liddy and to stop Dracula from rising again, finding death once again. He demanded to know where Liddy was taken, and Death told him that Maxim had already succumbed to Dracula's influence and had been preparing Liddy to sacrifice her life energy to Dracula. Because Death's just super helpful like that. <clears throat> he is. Just they found him performing the ritual to resurrect Dracula, but interrupted it before it could be complete. Fully possessed by Dracula, Maxim attacked his friend. The real Maxim struggled to resist Dracula's control and eventually forced him out of his body along with his remains, which partially let Dracula come back into the physical world. With nowhere near his complete power intact, Dracula's spirit challenged Juste. Juste was successful in stopping Dracula from returning. Maxim lived, and the guilt of what he had tried to do, uh, live with, uh, Maxim lived with the guilt of what he tried to do, but Liddy was safe, and the three friends returned home to their village. Over the years, Juste and Liddy became closer and eventually married. And having a child, they named Richter. Richter Belmont! I know that name! Indeed. Richter Belmont, who would become the most powerful Belmont that ever lived. And one that would unintentionally be responsible for cursing the entire Belmont bloodline. So if, if Richter's the most powerful Belmont, would you say you can mm. measure the power of the Belmonts on a Richter scale? Richter scale! God damn it! <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Yes. Excellent. I'm glad we have that agreed. <laughs> uh, we all saw it happening, and we yep. could have done something to stop it. It was like a landslide. You, yeah. saw, you saw the inevitable. <laughs> Over the years, just day and Liddy... Oh, plan that bit. <laughs> years passed as Richter grew into a strong young man, and at the age of 19, he received the vampire killer. While Dracula's cult le- led by Dracula's dark priest Shaft... Started the ritual to bring back their master. Okay. I'm saying nothing. You're damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Kidnapping a young virgin girl and sacrificing her. Dracula had risen again, and instead of openly inviting a Belmont to come challenge him, he commanded his army of monsters to immediately attack humanity and burn down any village they could find. And maybe that's because the whole come and have a go Belmont thing hasn't been working for him. <laughs> no. <laughs> come and have a go if you think you're hard 700 years of repeated defeat and he's finally <laughs> learned. Stop poking the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which brings us to the year 1792. It's a good year to poke the bear, I think. <laughs> In Castlevania, Rondo of Blood, which originally was released on the PC Engine in 1993. And I'll still take never... that name over Harmony of Dissonance, if I'm honest. What, Castlevania Ronda Rousey? 
<laughs> well, when you put it like that, <laughs> it just sounds stupid now. The PC engine, which was also known as the Turbo Graphics for us in the West. Yep. So it had some had some amazing voice acting in it. Excellent. Is it is it really good or is it is oh, it really it's, bad? It's you know it's it's a classic of its genre. It's CDI Zelda. <gasps> oh, so good. Right, oh, I need boy. to play this then. <laughs> Golly. It's actually what it's actually going to be one of the, the, the games on the new uh, updated remaster of Symphony of the Night. Oh. That's coming out. They release because it's they are two parts of a hole, really. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two parts of a hole, like a hole through the front and back <laughs> of a Belmont. Dracula <laughs> <laughs> uh, was back in the physical world, and with the uh, resurrection fully complete, he had regained his full strength. While training, Richter realized that Castlevania had risen and could see smoke rising from his village. He sped home, but was interrupted by death. God, so <laughs> this guy. <laughs> even even out, like outside of the context of Casimir, he was interrupted by death. Carry <laughs> uh, on, sorry. <laughs> testing the young vampire hunter's power, death attacked him. Impressed of his power, death returns to Dracula to let him know that Richter may pose a problem. I want to see if this guy can beat me up. Oh god, this guy can beat me up. <laughs> Death, at this point, I'm not willing to believe that that's actually a credible measure of someone's power. <laughs> hey, boss, the latest Belmont has beat me up like every Belmont before him. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm just not good. I'm, I'm thinking the greatest threat to Dracula isn't the vampire killer whip or the Belmont. It's simple pattern recognition. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Richter arrived home to his, and to his horror discovered that most of the village was burned to the ground. Dracula's monsters were everywhere, and destruction of this magnitude hadn't been seen since the time of Trevor Belmont. Richter searched through the village for his girlfriend Annette, and discovered that she was taken as well as uh, well, she was taken as well as Tara, a nun from the local church, Iris, the daughter of the town doctor. And Maria, a young girl that would eventually become a partner to Richter and a good friend. So this Dracula likes the ladies. Mm. Uh, Richter began to search for the kidnapped girls and ran into Shaft, holding Maria captive. Ran into Shaft? Shaft (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sorry. Sorry, just keep going. And Shaft escaped (laughs) before the vampire hunter could take him down. (laughs) All the way down. (laughs) <laughs> Take down the shaft. <laughs> and, uh, Richter rescued Maria, Maria, and she begged him to let her, let her help. At first, Richter laughed off the idea of a twelve-year-old girl helping him. <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> but then realized that she had a unique power. Maria was a distant relative of the Belmont clan and had a connection to uh, animals, which allowed her to use their abilities. So Maria joined Richter on his mission, and she ended up being an extremely valuable ally. Powerful enough to destroy Dracula's servant Carmilla, who Simon had previously fought in Simon's Quest. Oh yeah, her. Mm. Maria helped Richter track down the other missing girls, 
All he had left to do was to find his girlfriend Annette and to make Dracula pay for all the lost lives that he was responsible for. I'm suffering a cat interruption. I've noticed. (laughs) Spooky. Spooky. (laughs) It's extra spooky because like his meows. Yeah, like his meows aren't synced with the with the video, so it's extra spooky. (laughs) Not for you. Yeah. Dracula, uh, Dracula, realizing he may have underestimated Victor's power, sent Death away from the castle to directly attack the young hunter before he could reach him. No, Death was no match lamp. for the Belmont. <clears throat> he loves lamp. He does love lamp. <laughs> what you have there is a big furry moth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I assure you, he is not a moth. <laughs> he is definitely a cat, but he loves lamp. Dracula's line of defense was. Drekker's line of defense was the dark priest shaft. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a dark priest shaft. He's a dark priest shaft. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying nothing. Oh, God. <laughs> and if you want to say anything, you shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, I'm just talking about shaft. I can dig it. Right. That's it. We've, we've done it. We've got all three of us in on it. Now we can move on. We are we are venting listeners right now. Oh dear, we really are. Oh god, I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. Oh. <laughs> if they can't handle us at our shaft, they don't deserve us at our. I'm, I'm glad know, you went we that had route. a peak. I'm, I'm I'm really glad you went with that and didn't just go. If they can't handle our shaft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right. wait, we're like three games in, right? <laughs> No, we're a few more in than that now. Okay. Oh. No, I can't remember. Where I was. All right. Well, he ran into <laughs> the dark priest anyway, shaft. Yeah, that's what that's got us it, into yeah. this problem. <laughs> Who confronted Richter and summoned multiple monsters to wear him down, which included Castlevania staples such as the giant bat, Medusa, the creature, and a mummy. But Richter prevailed and attacked Shaft directly, destroying him. Making uh, he made his way up. Dracula's clock tower and found the hidden chamber where Annette was being held. All Richter had left to do was confront the dark lord of the castle, but Shaft was on his way once again. He's got places to desperately go. Trying, desperately <laughs> trying to protect Dracula. The evil priest's spirit attacked Richter with the remains of, of the creatures he'd already defeated, but it was still not enough. With nothing left to stand in his way, Richter rushed towards Dracula's chambers and found the vampire waiting for him. Uh, waiting for him, more powerful than he had ever been. With Maria's help, Richter slayed Dracula at the height of his power, firmly letting him know that he could never stand a chance against the Belmont clan. <laughs> I mean, if he hasn't gotten that idea yet, I don't <laughs> think it's going to stick, honestly. Uh, Dracula was destroyed and his castle vanished. Richter made his way home, not knowing that the darkest times for the Belmont clan were soon coming. This was the game that had the the amazing dialogue of Dracula's like, what is a man? Oh, a miserable pile of secrets. Yes, that's where this that originated from. What is a man? Smash! <laughs> Throws his glass to the floor. Yeah, fucking love that. <laughs> it's like, whatever, how about you? <laughs> du, du, du. Into a fight. Uh, Richter married Annette, and Maria became his vampire hunting partner. Richter had heard rumours that Shaft had somehow survived their encounters, and together with Maria, he travelled the land, searching for the Dark Priest and wiping out the remainder of Dracula's forces. 
Years later, Castlevania appeared from the rubble and Richter Belmont went missing. Nobody knew where he was, and now a 17-year-old Maria began searching for him following the trail directly to Dracula's castle. <laughs> At the same time, Dracula's son, Alucard, awoke from his slumber. Although he had intended to be sealed away forever, <clears throat> and he saw his father's castle standing before him. His last memories were of him fighting alongside Trevor, Grant and Cypher against Dracula and watching the castle crumble to the ground, not realising that Dracula had been attempting to return for centuries and that the Belmont clan had stopped him every time. Alucard thought it was unusual that Castlevania was present, yet he couldn't feel his father's presence. And he entered the castle to investigate. They're under the Christmas tree. Mm. Which brings us to the year 1797 and Castlevania Symphony of the Night for the PlayStation 1. The other one I've played. Yay! <laughs> That's like quite a popular one, right? That's it a, is. This is. This is like the. This is this 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 is the Castlevania that brought Castlevania back. Right. It was the Castlevania that sort of defined it for the PlayStation era and stuff. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, from from then on, any of the 2D side scrollers at least were the same format of yeah you know, equipping different weapons and level leveling up rpg style right. and the metroidvania of it wow so it sounds like it was almost as good as castlevania 64 <laughs> you shut your mouth <laughs> in some regards the Two sixty-four games have been removed from the canon. Yeah, I noticed that they because they're, they're in like the Victorian era, aren't they, or somewhere thereabouts? Mm. They're 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 coming up in the timeline. They're still yet to happen. Okay, timeline-wise, but depending who you talk to about it, they are some people see it as they are non-canon. They are Castlevania apocrypha. Mm. Apocalypse. They're Dracula apocalypse apocrypha. <laughs> Dracula apocalypse. Alucard walks Still a better name than Harmony of Dissonance. <laughs> <laughs> Alucard walked into a castle swimming with monsters. Uh, it someone says, caused... Put it on my bill. <laughs> <laughs> God. Sorry, I've got a little bit delirious now. <laughs> someone had caused them all to appear, and it wasn't his father. Alucard was conf- uh, confronted. Uh, confronted with by death and a familiar sight in the castle and he was stripped of his weapons and abilities Alucard explored the castle slowly regaining his powers and equipment while facing horrific monsters including a succubus posing as his mother as his mother it, wait hang on it, uh, wait what hang on, whoa, whoa 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 the succubus <laughs> disguises itself as his mother yeah when you reach that point when you reach that point in the game it's the it's her at the witch burning Oh gosh, and she's basically trying to con- uh, convince him to save her rather than let her burn. Right, but he's like, "No, that's not what happened." Right, you are not my mother. It's a different form of temptation to what you might be expecting from a succubus. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's a cerebral succubus. It is. Uh, he also Triple met H Maria. Is rejected <laughs> ring persona. God. <laughs> <laughs> what? He still hits people with hammers. Though. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, God, <laughs> did not know that. Cerebral he, he Assassin that. is Triple H's oh. in-ring persona. There that we are playing on. 
for those okay, who are yeah. not aware. <laughs> All right, that that makes more sense. Because <laughs> surely he'd be an incubus. Not the um, way I was planning it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sick you a lot of things, but not sick you bus. He also met Maria, who told him about Richter, and they worked together to find him. Making his way through the castle, a massive castle, Alucard found Richter and could sense that he was a Belmont, descended from Trevor. <laughs> Is it because he went high on Richter Belmont? <laughs> um, that's the thing about this game. When you start the game, you start at the final fight of Rondo of Blood. Oh! Yeah, so this game starts. Yeah, it starts literally at that same moment. Apparently, that wasn't how the game was going to start originally. That's something they they added in later, thinking no, that neat. would be cool. Yeah. Normally, when you do that with something, it, it either goes really, really well or catastrophically badly. If you don't plan, <laughs> if you don't plan something, and then just go, I got an idea. Let's just throw this in there at the very yeah. last minute. But no, it worked really well. And then set up extra parts in the game. So, yeah. Uh, Richter revealed that he was the lord of the castle. Richter, the last man that uh, that had sl- slayed Dracula, was responsible for summoning the castle and all of its monsters. But Alucard knew something was wrong with Richter, and he could see through the, the illusion. A Belmont would never want to resurrect Dracula willingly. It was Shaft, still alive. He had, uh, he had cast a spell on Richter, taking over his mind. After freeing Richter from the Shaft's control and leaving him in Maria's care, Alucard entered an inverted version of Dracula's castle, where Dracula's soul resided, and fought some of his father's most powerful monsters, including three demons posing as the three legendary heroes that Alucard had fought, to, fought beside hundreds of years before. Wait a minute. If, if, if no mm-hmm. Belmont would ever think, even think about resurrecting Dracula, yeah. what about Simon? Alucard never met Simon. Ah. But it just means that his entire like hypothesis is wrong, right? Yes. Mm. Yeah. But it's been, you know. <laughs> it's just like Alucard. Let's just say helpfully wrong. Yeah, like Alucard's like, no yeah. real uh, Belmont would ever think about resurrecting Dracula. This is meanwhile dead Simon Belmont. It's just like uh, <coughs> do 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> But I only resurrected him just so I could kill him again. Which, you know, is the reason a true Belmont would resurrect Dracula. Is like, come here, I want to kill you again. (laughs) (laughs) It was so much fun last time. Let's do it again. And it starts with Dracula summoning the Belmonts so that he can try and dispatch them. And it it progresses into the Belmonts summoning Dracula so they can just beat him up for laughs. (laughs) (laughs) It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, so he ends up fighting three demons uh, in the guise of Grant, Cypher, and uh, Trevor. Which is actually a pretty good fight, because they've all got different styles of abilities. Rather than just walking forward at a different speed. Well, <laughs> Trevor's still kind of like that. Okay. <laughs> but Cypher can, it flies around the screen and shoots magic at you, and Grant is quite agile for character, so he's he's quite jumpy. Okay. Like a flea man. That one would assume. Uh, he also found Death and paid him back for stripping him of his equipment. Eventually, Alucard tracked down Shaft, about to bring Dracula back to the world. 
He defeated Shaft, but it was too late. His father returned, and father and son were reunited after centuries apart. Alucard fought and defeated his father, and was finally able to pass on the message his mother had given him so many years ago. Alucard had, had helped to destroy his father for a second time, and Castlevania fell. Richter thanked Alucard for helping him, and Alucard decided to hide away from humanity again. Over time, Maria convinced Alucard to be part of the world and stayed by his side, giving him companionship. And Alucard would soon help the human race behind the scenes. Though I will say, Remember? once you've finished Symphony of the mm. Night, start again and put uh, Richter Belmont in as your player username. Oh, yeah. Do you play as Richter? That's a great You one. do. Hey, cool. It's a much harder run. It is, because he doesn't have a lot of Alucard's abilities. <laughs> no. But he has all the abilities he has from the end of Rondo of Blood. Yes. But it's... it's. But he can't, like, turn into a bat. No. Or mist. No. And... Well, uh, I hope he hits all the time, though. He can he can die pretty easily. He's only got the one health bar. Yep. That's a pretty sweet ability, right? The ability to die <laughs> quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an ability that a lot of characters in Castlevania lack, isn't it? Death. It isn't it Alucard? Yeah. Isn't it Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, even though Dracula and Shaft were successfully destroyed by Alucard, Richter felt something was still very wrong. To his horror, he discovered that he could no longer touch the vampire killer whip. Dracula's ultimate plan became obvious. If he couldn't destroy <laughs> I'm just getting this mental image of like Dracula's ultimate plan. He's tied a bit of fishing line to the whip. He's like he's hiding <laughs> just out of sight and he's just tugging it away. He <laughs> like, No, the curse, I can never touch it. <laughs> <laughs> if he couldn't destroy the Belmont clan, he would take away their most powerful weapon. Once Shaft had put Richter under Dracula's influence, the Belmont blood became tainted, and the connection between the Belmonts and the Whip was shattered. Oh, Richter. Oh, Richter. Indeed. A couple of years after Alucard defeated Dracula, the world fully expected the vampire's return, but the Belmont clan had disappeared, leaving the people of Europe defenceless. Many organisations were created at the time to research ways to destroy Dracula without having to rely on the Belmont clan or the vampire killer. Like the and Catholic Church one... too, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> and only one was successful. A man called Barlow created the Order of Ecclesia, which used magical glyphs to stand against the forces of darkness. Barlow began experimenting with a magical power he had discovered called Dominus that had the potential to be used against Dracula. He searched the land looking for someone that had the potential to use it, and monsters began appearing, signaling Dracula's return. The monsters attacked several villages, and Barlow looked through the ruins for survivors. Eventually, he came across an orphan girl named Shannara, and brought her into the Order. Around the same time, he also found a young boy called, uh, named Albus, who he also gave a home in Ecclesia, and trained both children to use the magical glyphs. Albus and Shinoa became extremely close and considered themselves brother and sister. Over time, they mastered their powers, but Shinoa was exceptionally skilled, and she was chosen by the Order to use the powers of the Dominus. Which brings us to 1810, and the game Castlevania, Order of Ecclesia, for the Nintendo DS, released in 2008. Now we're properly into the Napoleonic era. Mm. Oh. That's what Castlevania was called in Japan. 
Akumajo Dracula. Yeah, Dracula Apocalypse. There we go. Finally got that that castle? Is it Akumajo? I forget. Yes, that's what it was called for the longest time. I think our audience were ahead of us there. Dracula mm, that... Apocalypse came up in the chat room at no, the very beginning of the show. Ak- Akumajo. Mm. It's Akumajo. So that's Devil's, like, Devil's Castle? Devil's something. Anyway, carry on, sorry. Yes. Okay. Uh, the Order had planned a ritual that would allow Chinoa to absorb Dominus into her own abilities. But Albus interrupted the ceremony, taking Dominus for himself. Chinoa collapsed and blacked out. After waking up, Chinoa discovered that her memories were gone, and Barlow told her what had happened. Albus had escaped with Dominus and left them without the power to fight Dracula. Barlow labelled Albus a traitor and ordered Shinoa to go after him and retrieve Dominus from him. While searching for Albus, Shinoa came upon an abandoned village, Weigel Village, the same one Simon had travelled to during the events of Castlevania II, Simon's Quest. And in the village, she discovered that Albus had passed through and taken the inhabitants one by one to different locations. He promised that she would rescue everybody and set off to find out what Albus had done with the villagers. Shinoa successfully tracked down each villager and learned that Albus had been ex- performing experiments on them and taking samples of their blood. Shinoa tracked down Albus struggling to control the power of Dom- Dominus in an effort to learn how she was able to absorb its power and control it. And in an effort to learn how she was able to absorb its power and control it. He gifted her one of the three pieces, then escaped, and Shinoa followed his trail. After finding Albus a second time, he gave Shinoa another piece of the Dominus and escaped once again to continue his mysterious experiments. Finding him for the final time, Shinoa confronted an Albus completely taken over by the power of the third Dominus piece, <clears throat> and she was forced to fight her adoptive brother. Shinoa had no choice but to kill him, and she absorbed the final, uh, the third and final piece of Dominus, absorbing the memories of Albus and revealing the secrets behind the power of Dominus. Albus didn't actually steal Dominus for his own greed. He stole it to protect her from uh, her using the complete power of the Dominus. Use, uh, using the complete power of Dominus would have killed its user. Barlow kept the secret from Shinoa, but Albus found out. After Shinoa realised the truth, Abbas's spirit appeared before her, now absorbed within the Dominus, and he revealed the villagers he had kidnapped were direct descendants of the Belmont bloodline who had vanished years before. An entire village of Belmonts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and they've all got whips. The Belmonts were just like, we're going to be ready the next time that Dracula fuck comes back. Imagine <laughs> you're Dracula and you come back to life. And just standing in front of you, it's just an entire village of Belmonts just grinning and like doing that whole punching the palm thing, just <laughs> ready to go. You're on the wrong part of town. <laughs> We've been waiting. There, there. We've decided to change the rules. Yeah. <laughs> he had hoped that experimenting with their blood would have revealed a way to control the power of Dominus. Without it taking over him, but the experiments were fruitless, and Albus begged Shinoa never to use Dominus, and revealed that the power of Dominus was extracted from the remains of Dracula, <gasps> that Juste Belmont had dealt with years before. Can you imagine if, in Jurassic World, the, the Indominus Rex 
Rip was actually just the, they combined the DNA of, oh of a T Rex with that of Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> All right. Why did the Indominus Rex turn into mist and just float through the uh, compound? That's not going to be good. <laughs> now, now the guests can't oh, see it. Oh, shit. If only we'd hired a competent writer to make this film. <laughs> Still salty about Jurassic World and how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's not coming across, don't worry. Okay, good, good. Oh dear. Understanding the danger of using Dracula's remains, Shinoa rushed back to Ecclesia to confront Barlow with the truth and would discover a shocking secret. Is Barlow actually a vampire? No. Oh. That's a bit of a wasted opportunity for an in-joke. Barlow told Shinoa that she needed to use the power of Dominus immediately to stop Dracula from returning and remembering the promise she had made to Abbas. And never use its power, she refused. <laughs> Shinoa confronted Barlow with his lies, and he angrily threatened to absorb Dominus from her dead body and attacked her. He's actually a bad <laughs> guy! Dun, dun, dun. After critically wounding Barlow, Shinoa questioned him as to why he wanted to use Dominus so badly, and he revealed the Order of Ecclesia's darkest secret. The headquarters of the Order were built over the ruins of Dracula's castle, and the Order was established to resurrect Dracula. And Barlow not- is death. <laughs> Not to find a way of stopping his return. Wait, Barlow is not. If dead. Castlevania keeps rising up, then surely you don't build mm-hmm. your secret like society on top of that. No, it'd be great because when the castle rises up, you'll be on top of it. <laughs> that, that's the thing about Castlevania; it's ever changing its form and stuff. It's got a life of its and own. And soon it becomes sub Castlevania. So it could. Um, very well absorb the building they're in as part Welcome of it. Welcome to Basement Vania. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it because Barlow's the name of the vampire from uh, Salem's Lot. Ah. Makes sense. Is he blue in this? Oh. No. There's another no. Missed, missed opportunity there. <laughs> there are some blue vampires in this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, where was I? I'm going to put a picture of Barlow in the in the in the chat. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> That's something to look forward to. And the order was established to resurrect Dracula, not to find a way of stopping his return. Barlow wanted to use the power of Dominus to destroy the seal that was keeping Dracula from returning. Seeing that his plan had failed, Barlow decided to sacrifice his own life to allow Dracula's return. Dracula's castle had risen due to Barlow's sacrifice. Determined to fulfil her mission and the only person on Earth equipped to face Dracula, Shinoa raced to the castle. She made her way through the castle, fighting all sorts of Dracula's minions, and in the tower near Dracula's throne room, death appeared, having been freshly returned to the world of the living. I'm back, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> Not for long! Not for long! <laughs> After defeating death, Shinoa, <laughs> Shinoa reached Dracula's chambers and saw the Dark Lord sitting before her. Known there, known there was no Belmont to stand against him, she boldly threatened Dracula, and the Vampire King unleashed his powers on her. Dracula's powers were too great, and out of desperation, Shinoa unlocked the power of Dominus. She had promised not to use, ju- not to use, turning Dracula's own dark powers against him. Shinoa collapsed, knowing that Dominus required a sacrifice, but Alvis's spirit appeared again, and he took her place as the sacrifice. No, wait, no, he's already dead. <laughs> you can't oh, sacrifice God. yourself twice. That's a loophole. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you're that good at coming back from the dead, Shinoa escaped from Dracula's castle, watching it crumble. 
and left to find her place in the world. And that brings us to the end of that game. Man, that really was a pop-up and fall over for Castlevania there, wasn't it? It's like, we're back, oh. we're gone, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, they had magic this time. Fuck. So, nine games. Well, That's a lot of games. Seven games and two add-on parts of the story. Is that what we're doing next time? Yes, I think that's a good that's a good point to stop. I will say we are coming up to the '64 era. Yeah. <laughs> we're also coming time. up to the 20th century. Then it's my yeah. time to shine. <laughs> Although, if you're going to do Lords of Shadows, we'll then go back to the 11th century again. Yes, well, that's a that's a nice reboot. Though. Yes, it, well, that, that 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 goes back to the 11th century and then into the far future. Yeah, so like in three games, it covers the same time period as like all of Pretty Castlevania much. so far. Castlevania Bridge, I love it. <laughs> and it does that really by like... skipping out most of it. Yeah. It's like 11th century, uh, 21st century. Well, in, in the in the Laws of Shadows, there are technically four protagonists in the entire. Fr- oh. Five protagonists in the entire franchise of that of that run so far. So it's that that's it. There's not been a Castlevania since, and the way Laws of the Shadow ends, it the the the, the way that the, the, the series ends, it ends. <laughs> oh well, let's be honest. If anyone can hand wave a reason for Dracula to come back, it's Castlevania writers. <laughs> that is that is very true. Yes, that is very true. If they want they to do, do another, they will do another. There's extra bits they could shoehorn into this timeline, mind you. And also, let's let's remember the order in which the games were released and the order of the time period they cover. There is like a thousand years in between the first and last Lords of Shadow games for them to yes, fill in. That, uh, that is very true, <laughs> yes. There's a lot that could happen in between. But, yeah, so... That is halfway-ish through the canon timeline. Yeah, if we'd stopped, like, with Symphony of the Night, we would have sort of separated it into the Belmonts and the post-Belmonts. Ah, shit. We give people a taste of the post-Belmont era. Yes, Yes, it's like that chapter of the sequel you get at the end of a book to tease you into buying the next one. Yeah. All the superheroes are dead. Now all we have is magic words. (laughs) Basically, Mm. yeah. This is this is, you know, the the other heroes that appear. How do you fight a Dracula save. without a Belmont? Indeed. Join us next week to find out. <laughs> <Yes. how. laughs> <laughs> but until then, you have been listening to Dangerously Unprepared. Or or don't if you think it was too fluffy. <laughs> I have been Simon. I have been Jack Belmont. And I have been Death. And then I was death again, and again, and again. For a little bit, you were Shaft. Yes, it's true. <laughs> and you were Zed. Yes, I, Zed. I'm actually, actually going to come back as my own nemesis slash child next week. Yuck. Also, holy shit, like the first time you mentioned Zed, I made the Zed's dead gag. I yeah. was so close. <laughs> I, you're pretty on there. Yeah. Zed's death, not Zed's dead. There that we would, go. That would have changed all fiction writer. <laughs> that would have done. <laughs> the Grim Reaper's chopper. Anyway, uh, as I was saying, 
God, we, can you can you imagine that would have really changed up uh, Seventh Seal or something, wouldn't it? Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>